Hey. You almost started before me then. <laughs> no, that's not that's, fair. That's going to be my <laughs> ultimate goal. You do it first. Yeah, is to go second, but actually start before you. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of The Wave. My name is Adam. My name is Nick. Welcome back to the weekly news and chat show from the world famous Bottom of the Stream podcast. Maybe one week we should just switch roles. But that would make it too easy. That would <laughs> make the challenge too easy. But maybe, maybe we'll do that one time. How are you, Nick? Very good. Yeah? Yes. Been up to much? Uh, I, I've i had a week off work, so that's been brilliant. Nice. So that was fun. Yeah, it was my uh, my wife's <laughs> Did you forget birthday. who she was then? <laughs> you just kind of looked off into a daze <laughs> as if you didn't know who you were talking uh, about. Yeah, my wife incumbent's birthday. <laughs> so... We've been doing various celebrations for that. Nice. Uh, yesterday, actually, as we sit here, I went to Harry Potter's studio oh, tour. Yeah. Was it good? I've, I've at, done it once, but it was a long time ago. Down at Leavesden Studios. I have done it also many years ago. Yeah. So it was very much expanded. Was it? Has it changed a lot? Yes. I'm have to do like, it again then. Comp- the, the, it's scaled up, like the entrance and the all the pre-tour bits and oh, excellent. the shop's like four times the size. Oh, wow. and yeah. And they've added a couple of new scenes and stuff and sets to walk through. Sweet. It's good. It, it took us, how long do you think it took us to get round? Oh, a long time. With your two kids? Yeah. Long time. Four hours? Four and a half. Okay. I wasn't yeah. far off. Yeah. Wow. Worth it then? Yeah. I, th- I think God money's worth. I think some people must absolutely razz it around. There. Yeah, probably. We we by far didn't look at like weren't reading every single no. Board you, you could and... make a full on day of it. Yeah, like, I think easily. Day. I think you could. Cool. Because you're not pushed round it once you're there. You're sort of self guided. Yeah. It's just the the literally the first room. You you have a bit of a time limit on because you've got a group. Yeah, because yeah. they do a bit of magic. Oh, like nice movie magic. Bit of movie magic. So. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's expensive though. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. For a family ticket. Hundreds? You're nearly at more than multiple hundreds. Really? Nearly. Multiple hundreds? Yeah. Fuck. For a family of four. Jeez. You're in the high ones. <laughs> the high ones? Yeah. Wow. I didn't imagine it would be that expensive. That's so you got to go slow. Yeah, you, no wonder you took your time. <laughs> it's good. Good, I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. How about you? What have you been up to? Nothing. Oh, fine. <laughs> uh, I went to the cinema. I'll talk to you about that in a little while. Good. Um, yeah, just standard normal week, really. That is Nothing also changed. That is also fine. It is fine. Good to hear. Mm. Shall we mention? What shall we mention? Last week's film. Let's talk about that. Last week we watched Finders Fee. We did indeed. Turn of the century, Curio. Turn of the century. <laughs> It was turn of the century. It was, turn, yeah. of the, turn of the millennium. 2001. 2001. Early Ryan Reynolds. Very early Ryan Reynolds. Matthew Lilliard. James Earl Jones. Yeah. Quite a cast. I still really liked it. Yeah, it was, a, like, it was an but interesting I, uh, But I still don't really know why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we said it at the time. It's just a really odd little curiosity, isn't yeah. it? It's just a strange little film that exists. And I was thinking about it more as well. I don't think we sort of said... It's not a time period that we've really done much on this no. show, but that's because there's not that much bottom of the stream stuff from that time period on Netflix. No, yeah, that's true. There's not. You know, this was a straight to DVD movie at the time. Yeah. 
which just so happens to star a load of people that got quite famous. <laughs> yeah. After. Or if they weren't or, mega famous, are recognisable. Of yeah. the, there's that guy from that thing. Well, yeah. I mean, James Earl Jones was stupid famous before it. But well, of course. Why he did it, I have no <laughs> idea why he's done it. Yeah, it's a strange one, that one. I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed our episode, so go and check it out if you have The ending's already. nonsense, but the rest of it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> not the episode, the film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, all the, the entire episode's nonsense. Cool. We're here to do nonsense. We are indeed. What are we watching this week? This week, if you come back to this very feed available from Thursday morning... Hopefully. ...will be <laughs> Sundogs. Sundogs. Which is a 2017... Comedy. Comedy drama, would you Comedy say? Comedy drama. Not a lot of drama in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interest, another interesting one. Sure. Something, it's also something that we've never really done before. So, a, a lot of familiar faces in this one yeah, as well. Yeah, there was, actually. to be fair. Yeah. I would say. The last, the last couple of weeks have had more stars <laughs> than I think we would usually That's see true. on this show. They have indeed. But in both very... Bottom of definitely, definitely bottom of the stream hundred percent, definitely bottom of the stream movies. But I suppose even the big stars have to do some. We've seen on this show, we've seen some of the biggest stars in the past. I so. think, and I'm sure we'll talk about it more on Thursday. Is the difference with Sundogs is that in another slightly parallel universe, if this gets a bit of buzz, yeah, an awards festival type thing, you could see it. Yeah, it feels like a festival breaking movie. out. Yeah. of the bottom of the stream. For whatever reason, that, that didn't did happen. not seem to happen. So, Absolutely. I will look forward to talking about that. Me too. I'm looking Thursday. forward to that episode. So, come back on Thursday to listen to us talk about Sundogs. Yeah. But stay here now. That felt like I was ending the episode. <laughs> I'm not. We've still got a whole wave to do. We have. Yeah. Shall we begin? I thought we already had, but yes. As in I... the content <laughs> rather than the waffle. I have a question. The waffle section is over. I have a question of the week for you. Okie dokie. And it's kind of. Not dissimilar to your question last week, right? But we're leveling up. Okay. So, picture the scene. Yep. A witch has cast a spell on you. Right. And they have turned you into an inanimate, an inanimate, non-electronic object. Okay. For a year. Right. To be changed back into human form before the year is up. Yep. You need to be able to get at least a hundred people to touch you. Right. What inanimate object would you be? Uh, they can't be electrical. Correct. I think there's quite a few easy answers. Yeah. But I don't know if you'd want to be that object. Yeah, you've got to want to be... <laughs> assume you're fully aware that you are Correct. that object. Because I was thinking like, well, I'll be a chair in a restaurant. I don't know if I want that. You don't want to be that. But you might get through that in a f- couple of weeks. Yeah. But you have to have a lot of butts sit on you. You do. That is true. <laughs> and you're covered in orange juice and yeah. dog spit. and. No, I don't want to be. A... I think I've got an answer, though. You know, when you go to the seaside. Yes. And all usually looking out to sea or at the edge of a cliff, there's a pair of binocular thingies yep that's like 20p to look out to sure. see kids always run up to them and like i reckon you 100 people a year touch them oh easily and you'd get to look out to see for a year you yes i think that's a good answer i like the randomness of it <laughs> i think if you were lucky enough to be cursed in the summer 
Yes. You might break out of there within a few days. Yeah. You get cursed November, you might have a chilly few months ahead of you. True, but you get a nice view. True, yeah. But I'm an inanimate... An, why can't either of us say inanimate? <laughs> I'm an inanimate object, so do I feel cold? I don't nece- think you necessarily feel, but you'd, you, your consciousness would be trapped in there. That's kind of what I'd, I'd have. I imagine it like you'd have an internal monologue as a... Mm, okay. Inanimate pair of... I, my first thought was where is somewhere I'd like to be. And I went to the seaside. And yeah. That's the first one that came to my nice. mind. So, um, what else would I... Could I... Would I... Could I be? <laughs> How about something at a zoo? I get to be around animals for a bit. Like a... Like a fence at a zoo. <laughs> okay. I mean, yes, but... I, it feels risky. Why? Well, because there's no guarantee you'd be touched. No, but if you like, you know, the little Quickly. fences that kids climb up to get nearer to the cage. Yeah. I feel like they'd get touched a hundred times. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Uh, okay, let's keep going. What about like a knife or something? in a, um, in a But I was thinking more like a chopping knife. Okay. Like yeah. in a restaurant or something, or someone's home. Not a, not a, not, not in a, someone's home because a hundred people are not going to touch it. Or, yeah, well, they might not in a restaurant, man. No. Still, might take a while. Like I a, didn't din- want like to, a I didn't serving want to... knife like, that people, like a cutlery knife. Yeah. Well, I didn't really want to go in people's that. mouths, though. Yeah, exactly. You've got to go in somebody's mouth. You don't want to go in somebody's mouth. Some people's mouths would be all right, but <laughs> you don't get to choose whose mouths you go. No, exactly. exactly. How about a beer tap in a pub? Maybe, yeah. No, 100 people don't touch the tap, though. Do like just the barmaid or the barman touches the tap? This is a good question. It's got me really thinking. What about a beach ball at a sports event? <laughs> it's very specific. That is, but a hundred people would touch it within minutes. But you do, you'd probably end up being sick. Yeah, you'd be uh, plus, around. Presume this a beach ball's life starts presumably after it's been made. It finds itself on a shelf somewhere. So if your cl- if your year clock is ticking down and you're just on that, what shelf, if you, what if you burst before the hundred people have touched you? That's an issue. It's a nasty death. <laughs> what about a handrail at a sports stadium? Yeah, you right. you want to be like a banister or a something. banister at a sports stadium or yeah. something like that. Wouldn't be nice to be touched that often, but be <laughs> You'd quick. Get a lot of grimy fingers and yeah. Maybe something like that would work. It's actually quite disturbing to think about how many things get touched by more than 100 yeah, people. Definitely. I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Like a taxi car door handle or... Yeah. Again, a lot of people are horrible, aren't they? Don't wash their hands and... I don't want to be touched by 100 people. <laughs> There's anything. <laughs> What's the cleanest thing? <laughs> like, the... I was going to say the door handle of a toilet. <laughs> people have always washed their hands just before they touch it. Yeah, they haven't, already washed, they haven't always washed their hands. Like a towel? Maybe. But You'd get people... washed though. Yeah. You would get cleansed. You would. And like a hotel towel? That's grim, no. You'd see some sights. Something in a well, hotel? A remote control? Or something? It's electric. Oh yeah. Forget about that. One that's got no batteries in. <laughs> they never work in hotels anyway. True. Coat hanger? Yeah, maybe. In a hotel? Maybe. 
But you, again, you're waiting a while to get yeah. 100 people in one room. <laughs> it would happen over the year, but it wouldn't happen. Yeah. I think the if you want to get out of it quick, then it's got to be the banister at the right. stadium. What about a carpet? Does it... Mm, you can say, does it count? Does it count if... Uh, when you said touch, I thought you meant <laughs> touch with hands. Yeah, maybe I'm I'm uh, stretching that a bit. That, that's a great question. Because <laughs> I don't know the answer, but I'm going with... To get it over and done with quickly, I think, handrail at a sporting event. Okay. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. Good question. Let us know if you've got any better answers. Right, shall we move on to some Netflix news? Uh, let's do just that. Where are we starting? I think this week we will start with the BAFTA winners. Okay, dokie. Let's start away from Netflix. Let's do it. Because last weekend was the BAFTA Awards. It was indeed. I watched every minute of it. I watched the ceremony. Did you? Yes. How was that experience? Not good. Yeah. It's really it's edited really badly. Sure. Because because it's it's not live. No, so actually, so this is, I don't know, I don't know why, well, I understand why it's not live, I suppose, to cover for any controversies or... Yeah, or, and they don't show it all. Yeah, and they can edit it. Yeah. But basically, what happens is, the awards takes place at like between five and eight or something yeah. in the afternoon, but actually they, the broadcast is like seven till nine. Seven till nine, it was two hours. And what that seems to have led to is... Really weirdly, the BBC, which broadcasts these things, spoiling them it really as they come out live, <laughs> really pissed me off. Even though it's not it, going to be on TV for an I hour. I got a ping on my phone, like a breaking news ping. Yeah. I scrolled down and gave me the award, the, who'd won Best Actor. Just, and I'm like, what's the I'm point? watching this on your channel. <laughs> what's, what? You've just spoiled your own show. It really annoyed me. Yeah, I don't understand. What is? I don't understand the thinking. I don't think there was anything too memorable in the ceremony because everybody gets rushed through it so quickly as well. Everybody sure. gets like thirty seconds to make a speech. You've got Michael J. Fox comes out at the end. Yeah, and they give him like less than a minute to talk, and it's like, no, just let him talk. He can do whatever he wants, Michael yeah, J. Fox. Exactly. We'll we'll highlight a few minutes. So, best film was. Oppenheimer. It was. Do you think this is a strong year for best film? No. No, I, d- I, I don't. I, I, really. I, think, I don't think in any other year Oppenheimer wins that. Yeah. It, it feels a bit of it's Christopher Nolan's turn. Yes. That's 100% what it is. He'd never won a BAFTA before. Because I'm not sure Oppenheimer gets in his top five movies. No. I agree. But there you go. Do you see the prank, the YouTube prankster they got on the stage for them? With I them? did, yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Outstanding British film was The Zone of Interest. This is really interesting. No, The Zone of Interest. <laughs> Have you? Uh, do you know about The Zone of Interest? I, I've read about it this week. So, at the BAFTAs, The Zone of Interest won Outstanding British Film, as you've just said. It also won Best Foreign Language Movie. Oh, did it? Yeah. Which I thought was well, really interesting. Both. Yeah, and it, hit, but it can be. It has been. But I just thought that was really interesting that it's won both of those awards. That'll piss off a lot of the right people, yeah. to be fair. Because it's a it's a German it's a British movie made by British people filmed in Poland yeah. and made in German, so it is a foreign language movie. Yeah, but it's also a British movie, and it, I just thought it was really interesting that it won both of those awards. Best director went to Christopher Nolan. Yeah, that I think that was always going to happen. Yeah, I think he'll win the Oscar as well. I, I think he will as well. As any, yeah. Best leading actress went to Emma Stone in Poor Things. Correct. 
correct response. It feels like she is way out ahead of everyone else in terms of when yeah. we're, we're talking Oscar betting. It almost feels like your odds are getting closed. Yeah, hundred percent. She will win that. She will win that. Oscar. It would be Oscar. one of the biggest upsets of all time if she didn't. I would suggest. Yeah, I agree. Best leading actor went to Killian Murphy and Oppenheimer. Yeah, that's not surprising. Ivory will win that as well. Best supporting actress went to Divine Joy Randolph in The Holdovers. Her, her speech was brilliant. I really, I thought her speech was the best of the night, to be honest. Best supporting actor went to Robert Downey Jr. That one I don't Oppenheimer. get. Oppenheimer. It's a pretty strong category. I really liked Oppenheimer, but I really didn't like Robert Downey Jr.'s bits in Oppenheimer. Sure. I didn't see the point of why they were there, why they were in black and white when the rest of them was in colour. I don't think it's a particularly good performance by him. And he's only in it for like half an hour. Yeah. Paul Mescal in All of Us Are Strangers was nominated for that. Just saying. <laughs> That's... And Jacob Elordi in Saltburn. Yeah, and Ryan Gosling in Barbie. Yeah, Barbie won't win anything. No, no, no. No, no way. It didn't win anything on no. the night and it won't win anything at the Oscars. No. No. Uh, yeah, they're, they're the... Um, they're the main ones. The main, main, main winners. The... Congratulations. Best animated film was The Boy and the Heron, which yep. is notable because it's the first Japanese movie to ever win Best Animated Movie. For which, uh, the BAFTAs. Yeah, the BAFTAs, yeah. yeah, which I thought was quite interesting. Good. Um, it's supposed to be really good. Any more in thoughts on the ceremony itself? Do you see the disgusting question <laughs> that Andrew Scott was asked on the red carpet? Did I see it? I don't know if I did. He was basically asked by, again, one of the BBC's own reporters. Yes, no, I did see it. A, if he'd seen Saltburn. Yeah. B, what he made of the naked dancing scene. Yeah. And uh, three, (laughs) how well does he know Barry Keogh and and could he he confirm whether or not prosthetics were used? Barry Keogh was there. (laughs) So why not just ask him? Well, that is... (laughs) It's it's disgusting. It is, isn't it? It's absolutely disgusting. I pass. They didn't ask anyone else that question. No, just putting it out there. Yeah, it's a, it's a disgrace, and the BBC should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah, and they should the BAFTA should be ashamed of themselves that all of the strangers was also snubbed on the night because that's a great film. Oh, I had one more point I was going to make, and I've forgotten it. Okay, it was about <laughs> the BAFTAs, and I've forgotten what it was. Who was it about? Who presented the BAFTAs? Did it have a host? David Tennant. <laughs> I don't mind David Tennant. I don't mind David Tennant. But either. he's one of them, isn't he? He's yeah. just like, why is he? There's a small group of people just get everything, and it's like, why? There's yeah. more people out there. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> he was quite entertaining. No, I'm sure he would at do one, a great job. At one point, he was, in, he was in the crowd and he stood next to Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie, and he said, Right, I'm in the ugly section, which I thought was quite funny. Okay. That was quite funny. Uh, Michael J. Fox coming out in the end. Yeah. Hannah Waddingham sang a song over the In Memoriam section. Right. Well, that was the thing. There was controversy in the In Memoriam section because Matthew Perry wasn't mentioned. Yeah, they left him out, didn't they? But they, they've said that's because he's going in the TV awards, which makes right. more sense, I suppose. Because okay. the BAFTAs have film awards and TV awards on separate nights. Arguably, he should be in both. He's, he's been in films. And <laughs> and successful films. Yes. So Absolutely. I, uh, maybe they're covering their own back, but okay. Yeah. I think it makes more sense to put him in the TV one, yeah. but... Nice. Yeah, I, I, as overall, I wasn't impressed with the ceremony. I think it's really badly edited. But then they do it on the fly. They're editing within minutes of it being yeah. out. But I just don't understand why it's not shown live. No. Even if you put it on the iPlayer, you just show it all live and then 
and edited There's highlights. There's something something in the small print. There will be. Where the BBC have signed up to it must be on BBC One. Yeah. And but put an edited, put that on BBC One, but put the whole show on the iPlayer yeah. or something. Look, all these people win awards, but their, their awards not even shown on the show. Right, exactly. So it's, it's almost like a snub. Anyway, moving on, let's talk some more positive stuff. What's this? Fine, interesting. I think this is the first I can remember this happening. So talking of award winning or award contenders, uh, Nimona is Netflix's Oscar nominated animated movie. Yes. And for one week only, today is the last day you can do this because it, it finishes at the end of Monday as, as this episode is released. Okay. You can go to YouTube and watch Nimona in its entirety because Netflix for seven days have made it available for free on YouTube. Uh, that, what? <laughs> Why? Uh, apparently, it's part of the uh, Oscar campaign for the movie. But what? <laughs> so uh, yeah, you you can go and do that. Uh, yeah, the decision to make Nimona available free forms part of Netflix's Oscar campaign, with the studio hoping to pick up several awards on the night. Who are they? What? Who are they campaigning at? Just people. The Academy are not going to watch it on YouTube. <laughs> They've already seen it. Well, there you go. This is a first in my knowledge for Netflix. Yeah, that's... I don't understand. Uh, it's a great movie. Is it? Yeah, Have you seen really it? Good. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it. it. I've heard it was good. Really enjoyed it. Oh, that's well, really just confusing. To generate some hype, isn't it? Is. It is. It's a publicity stunt. Yeah. And they'll get some YouTube views on it. Sure. Why don't I just make it free on Netflix? I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure of that. So confused. I'm, I always get confused when Netflix use YouTube. I just... It makes no sense to me. Also this week, in news that might only be of interest to myself and at least one of our Patreons, because okay. we watched the first season of this on Netflix. I think it did all right in, its, in the chart, actually, to be fair. Yeah, Netflix yeah. have revealed that season two of Physical 100 will return on March the 19th. Oh, that's really soon. Season two will be titled Physical 100 Underground. Oh, what does that mean? I expect them to have to find their way out of, unbury themselves from coffins. <laughs> uh, if you need a reminder, this was a show that starts off with a hundred competitors yep. and then whittles them down eventually to one winner in a series of increasingly difficult physical tasks it's kind of like squid game but for mega fit athletes okay and it's a cross section so season one for example it would have uh, people with, with completely different physical strengths so you'd have athletes you'd have weightlifters rugby players not not all just sportsmen though army commandos okay. um you know firemen they're all physically fit people but in different ways exactly Sorry, and yeah. some games were more towards strength some to more to agility so you know what round one might be really you know, sumo wrestlers on there so it might be something that's great for them but then if round two is you've got to hang as long as you can from a yeah, they're bar, not doing it. Then they're, they're screwed. So uh, it was. Oh, a, no, because at the end you get left with this all rounder who's like. It, that's the idea, I guess. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was a really good first season. I really enjoyed it. And uh, it was released in, I think, 
last year it was sort of three episodes, three episodes, and then the final three episodes. Okay. So we'll see if that happens this time around. But I am definitely looking forward to that. Cool. Next okay. month. I will report back. Please do. Here. Not too much this week in terms of Netflix news, to be honest. Okay. Bit of a quiet week in the world of Netflix. But in a news story that seems to have evolved week by week, if not day by day. Every week this at the minute. Absolutely on the fast track is that we've talked about the last few weeks the new launch of a Jurassic World slash park. Yeah. New trilogy. New, new front. Trilogy. 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 And we had heard that David Leach, who is the director of Bullet Train and the upcoming Fall Guy, was in talks to direct this new film. Yep. Uh, that is now not happening. Oh, okay. Because another director has signed up to the new Jurassic Park film. And that is none other than Nuneaton's own Gareth Edwards. Wow. Who was behind Rogue One and most recently The Creator. I'm not going to lie, that makes me a little bit more excited. Does it? Yeah. I like Gareth Edwards. Yeah. I feel like he's it's in safer hands. I don't know why. It feels like it's in safer hands there. Spiel, Steven Spielberg and uh, is involved as a producer, as is Frank Marshall, usual producing partner. David Coep is still working on the script. David who? Coep. Good name. <laughs> Probably cope. I don't yeah, know. I, I'm reading it. How it's <laughs> uh, no, we know that this is going to be new characters, fresh storylines. So we do not expect anyone who's been in Jurassic Park before to return. Although they'll probably find a way to get Jeff Goldblum in it. Yeah, I would imagine so. Because that's always <laughs> what happens. Isn't it? If if the first one's not successful, Jeff Goldblum will be in the second. That's how it works. Uh, we, I think we might mention this before. This has got a release date locked in of the second of July, 2025. So. Gareth Edwards has got to get his skates it's on. It's mad that they've that only just signed a di- director and the film's coming out in 15 months and the director's only just been put on it. Yeah. Fine. See what he can do. But I think I, I think that's safe for hands. It's a fast turnaround, that is. It, it is very fast turnaround. I think, I don't think you'd disagree. The most interesting story of the week. Yeah, I agree. Is the news that Sam Mendes, Oscar winning director behind. American Beauty, Skyfall. He also does a lot of theatre directing, doesn't he? Yeah, still, he, does, yeah. uh, he has announced that he is working on the Beatles cinematic universe. <laughs> he has been, he's got the job of directing four Beatles movies. Yeah, one about each member of the band, which will then also interact and tell the it's wider a story. Interesting idea, isn't it, to do it like that. So I, I'm presuming you're getting, you know, flashbacks focusing on the individual. Yeah. And then do we think there'll be a narrative running through all four? Who knows? I, I, I've, no, I've never heard of anything like this before. I've yeah. no idea how it will work. Clearly the Beatles, whether you, you know, whatever you think about the music, yeah. are, are the biggest band of all time. Yes, definitely. Having said that, is there the interest in four movies? I think maybe in certain parts of... Society, there is, but Liverpool. Yeah. I don't know. That... <laughs> music. I'm being. I'm being. I know. I know. <laughs> that thing. Well, that do Tim you Burton... want to sit and watch four Beatles? Tim, not Tim Burton. That thing that <laughs> what's his name Peter Jackson did. Yeah, that was really successful. Yeah, it was. 
and everybody went well, wild. It was three for days it. long, and that, yeah, that was always like four movies long anyway. So yeah, maybe there is a market for it. Would you Would you be interested in watching all no. four? Not personally. Would you watch one? Maybe. Would you watch any? And then <sighs> see if it hooks you in. I don't. Yeah, maybe. I'd maybe watch the first one and say what. Who's favorite Beetle? I have no idea. <laughs> um, Ringo Starr. Yeah, sure. Why not? Well, no one picks Ringo, so. Because I really like that rant he did that time where he was like, don't send me any more fan mail. I'm not signing any more fan Peace mail. and love. Peace and love, peace and love. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's definitely not Paul McCartney. But I don't know about the other three. Okay. John Lennon, maybe? John Lennon was <laughs> shot six months to the day before I was born. Oh, that's really interesting. <laughs> I've got a similar fact. Go on. Because you know there's a Bob Marley movie out there. There is, yeah. Bob Marley died the day after I was born. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. So we shared this planet for one day. <laughs> Crazy. I never shared the planet with John Lennon. Six months to the day. Mm-hmm. I think I might be the reincarnation. <laughs> Takes six months to reincarnate, then it's me, isn't it? So, yeah, Sony Pictures have, have announced this this week. You've got a bit more time to work on it than... Uh, They're Edward all says. coming out in the same year as well. Yeah, they are. 2027, four movies. Yeah. Cinematic releases is the plan currently. Mad. Yeah. Mad. This, if... this is going to be the new thing over the next few months, isn't it? Who's going to be cast as the... the yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're not documentaries. They're like full-on biopics. Sony and the two surviving Beatles have said everyone has signed up for uh, so this is these it's are official cast, it's cast already no oh. it's official it's got the backing of oh, all okay, the okay. estates that's interesting as well isn't it means your car on board sure she might that might may mean that the john movie is 10 minutes about her <laughs> no i was gonna say 10 minutes about john lennon and the beatles yeah, and two hours about her 80 minutes of her screaming while he plays guitar for her so it's a really interesting story that's something that I don't think's ever been done before. And it'd be really interesting to see how it pans out over the next few years. Yeah. But you're right, is there a is there an appetite for it? Somebody thinks there is. Somebody Sony. Sure. <laughs> Definitely one to follow, yeah. That's, it's gonna be Yeah, people are really gonna be interested in who who gets the cast? Maybe that should for be uh, our question for next week. Who, cast the Beatles. Who's your dream Beatles cast? Would you go unknown, or would you go? <laughs> yeah, I think you could. You could for some of them. I don't think you could for all of them. I think you need some. You need. Uh, you need a name to sell the whole thing on. It doesn't have to be a, necessarily a Beatle, though. You think of all the. Yeah. I mean, they spent time. Well, obviously, um, you know, you could get you could get a big name to play George Martin, for example. Or yeah. Yeah. How, that depends how deep it goes. You know, they spent time with Elvis. Uh, God, you could. <laughs> That's huge. You could. You could do. What I'm saying is, you could do unknowns for the Beatles and then just stack it with cameos of yeah, very f- more famous actors and actors. If you're trying to piss off the fan base and like cast a female Paul McCartney and a <laughs> black John Lennon, or brilliant. Something. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Like that uh, Bob Dylan film. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. Kate Blanchett played Bob Dylan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next. Now, I don't want to excite you too much. <laughs> well, I've just read the headline and now I can't sit down anymore. <laughs> Do you remember uh, a few weeks, nay, months ago, we were talking about Nicolas Cage's retirement plan because he'd done an interview yep. with Variety, I think it was, saying that he 
has recently discovered television. Yes, and he wanted to make TV shows. Because <laughs> he'd watched Breaking Bad yeah. with his finger on the pulse and thought it was pretty good and it might do all right. So <laughs> he was talking about winding down on movies. Yeah. Uh, well, news this week that uh, apparently Nicolas Cage is in talks to bring together, bring a live action version TV series together of Spider-Man Noir. That's, like, crazy exciting. Uh, he voiced Spider-Man Noir in the first uh, Spider-Verse he did indeed. animated film. So, yeah, Sony, Marvel, Amazon, they're looking at this currently. It's apparently. funny, isn't it? Because a few weeks ago we had a news story that Cage wants to do TV, and now it looks like somebody's gone... Let's put Cage in a TV show and let him do whatever the fuck he wants. That's quite exciting. It's. <laughs> I think we would very much put this in rumour. Yes, it looks like it. Or early stage talks at the minute. But something if... might be happening. <laughs> we would definitely keep our eye on that one. Captain's Gallery member. They'd have to go full like black and white though. Yep. Like really art. Let's art house Spider Man. Hundred percent proper noir. Yeah, detective mood show type yeah. thing. Yeah, let's do it with like a voiceover. It, it doesn't. His character has no dialogue, but he does voiceover over the top. Yeah, mm, that's exciting. I'm on it. Lionsgate have been fastly moving around release dates. They have for a couple of their upcoming movies. Indeed, Ballerina, which yes. is an upcoming John Wick spin-off movie, yep. was going to open on June the 7th this year, yep. so in less than five months' time. That has been moved back a whole year Wow! to allow for additional action sequences in to be filmed. It wasn't good enough. <laughs> uh, according to The Hollywood Reporter... Chad Stahelski, who was the director and mastermind behind the original John Wick franchise, yep. is coming on board to work closely with the ballerina director, Len Wiseman, right. to make do these reshoots. Okay. Because uh, they don't want to rush this movie into theatres. But the release date is being filmed, it w- will be filled by another Lionsgate movie, and that is their reboot of The Crow. Okay, and that is coming this year now. Yes, that okay. has been moved into that June release date. Got you. Uh, Ballerina, if anyone needs a reminder, stars Anna Damas as a trained assassin in the John Wick universe. It also stars Angelica Houston, Gabriel Byrne, Lance Reddick, Norman Reedus, Ian McShane, and Keanu Reeves. Wow. Lance Reddick. It's been dead for quite a long time now, and yeah. he's going to be in a movie that comes out next June. Correct. That's crazy. Correct. Uh, the Crow is directed by Rupert, Sand- Rupert Sanders uh, and stars Bill Skarsgård oh, okay. as the title character. And that will arrive in June instead. Nice. Yeah. Everybody's moving. Everybody's shuffling. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Now, news on a new project from Cameron. Okay. And it's not Avatar, because it's not James Cameron. Oh, okay. Who is it? Kirk 
Cameron. Who's that? I can't believe you're asking me that. <laughs> Only the star of the Christian Left Behind movies. Oh, that Kirk Cameron. <laughs> okay. Which also has another one coming out. <laughs> We've gone quite niche with the news this week. Okay. I told you it was a slow week. Because Kirk Cameron, who is quite the actor and entrepreneur, I, I'm sure you can agree. We, yeah. we Any new listeners? How yeah. can we... So we watched, seasons ago, we watched, again, going back to Nicolas Cage, yeah. the Hollywood movie Left Behind. I think it was season two, if I remember right. Which it might have even been season one. A ridiculous adaptation of basically a Christian movie about the rapture. Yes. We then found the original trilogy. We did. And watched all of them. And watched all of them on our watch-alongs, which we do first week of every month on Discord. Yeah. And Kurt Cameron was the star of those three movies. Yes. There's also another Left Behind movie coming out this yes. year, which we're also going to do as a watch along. And he was pretty awful. I mean, yeah, in yeah, awful yeah. movies. Yeah, 100%. Terrible movies. But very funny. Don't worry. Your kids are in safe hands because Kurt Cameron is going to help forge new minds. Okay. Because he is launching a new children's TV show to bring wholesome and high-quality programming to families. Interesting. Kurt Cameron said, We are now diving deeper into children's entertainment with a children's television show combining timeless biblical moral values, such as seen in Mr. Rogers' Neighbourhood, but with a much more modernised, high-energy, animated storytelling. The show is entitled Adventures with Iggy and Mr. Kirk. Okay. Guess who Kirk Cameron plays. <laughs> Iggy. <laughs> no, he plays Mr. Kirk. Can right. you believe it? Uh, Mr. Kirk, played by Cameron, and Iggy the Iguana, who lives in a treehouse in his backyard, will be learning all the kids. Uh, you can you can find the announcement on YouTube. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Where? Uh, Where is this happening? <laughs> Uh, we don't know yet because it's got to be crowdfunded. No, so it's not. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> it has raised, well, in its first day of the announcement, it raised $24,000. Okay. How much does it need, Nick? Kirk Cameron is looking for $2.5 million, <laughs> saying that each episode will cost $125,000. For a puppet living in a treehouse? He says that's what you need in order to stand up to the production values of similar children's entertainment companies like Disney. Okay. So, uh, yeah, let's let's see. My my niece watches a show on YouTube. But it's just a woman standing in front of a green screen with some toys she's got from a pound shop. Sure. She's got billions of views. Yeah. And sometimes she doesn't even turn the green screen on. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's loads of that sort of stuff. Like the yoga lady. Yeah. She's she's got like this whole industry. <laughs> like she's made millions and millions. So all, all power to you. Uh, just, just have a go, Kirk. Yeah, just have, do one. You don't need two and a half million dollars. No, you definitely don't. <laughs> just stick your hand up an iguana and go for it. <laughs> well, there's the title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Any more news? Uh, that is all the news. Okie dokie. Have you watched anything good at the top of the stream? I've watched a couple of movies. Okay. On Netflix this weekend. I'll, I'll go to the second one first because I think we've talked about it before. I know you've seen it. 
finally watched Uncharted. Oh, yeah, the Tom Holland one. Yeah, I thought it was okay. It's all right, isn't it? Yeah. It's fine for what it is. I'll never think about it again. No, probably not. Like I never have since I watched do... it. It's, it's got a fandom, hasn't it? Because it's, ga- it's a gaming franchise that's got like four or five games. It's, it's 20, you know, whatever, 15, 20 years. You, you can't... You can't make every movie with the depth and the fan service like Lord of the Rings. No. This is what more did people expect? Yeah, exactly. It's just a it's a Saturday night pizza and a Magnum movie. That's what it yeah. is, baby. I mean I, I wouldn't have given Mark Wahlberg that job, but I wouldn't give Mark Wahlberg any job. <laughs> <laughs> what can you do? Despite exactly. that, it was it was it's all fine. Right. It's fine. It's um, a good little action movie. And I will say, it was better than the other movie I watched this week. Okay. Which, which is Netflix's, one of Netflix's bigger releases of the last few weeks. Yeah. Uh, and that is the new romantic comedy, Players. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've seen this on my algorithm. Which has Damon Wayans Jr., yep. uh, Gina Rodriguez, and uh, Tom Ellis. Okay. So, you know. Big names. Reasonably big names. Basically, there's a group of friends, and they... Help each other. They're each other's wingmen and right. women. Yeah. So they and they call plays like a an American football. So <laughs> like, oh, we'll go and do the badger stomp or whatever, and that's they go and help each other like pull I'm men, not women, lie. whatever they're interested. I'm not going to lie, it. It sounds horrendous. Then they team up to get Tom Ellis because Gina Rodriguez's character fancies him. Right. But believe it or not, two of the group have actually been in love the whole time. Oh. And by the end, they realise that. What a twist. And you'd think, actually, to be fair to Netflix, this is the sort of thing they usually do pretty well with. Yeah, it's yeah, got yeah. a likeable cast. Do you know what? It feels like it's just been done by AI. Really? Generic? Yeah, it's so generic. It's wow. not that funny. It's not... I like the people in it. I didn't like any of them in this. <laughs> it's way too long. Really? How long is it? It's like an hour and 50 minutes. Oh, that's too long. For a rom-com. Too long for a rom-com. That's... It's a not recommend. I was bored. Okay. Uh, but it's riding pretty high in the charts, I think. Yeah, it's doing all right for itself, I think. But that doesn't necessarily mean everybody likes it. You've no, watched it and didn't like true. it. So. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I And usually, I have a low, I have a pretty low bar for romantic comedies. You do. I like, I try and find something in there to like. Yeah. But uh, not for me, this one. Okay. How about you? Did I mention last week that I finished Australian Traitors? I can't remember when I finished No, it. you didn't. I finished Australian Australian oh, Traitors. How was that? Um, they broke the game. Okay. And it kind of ruined the show. Oh. <laughs> and now it's been cancelled in Australia. So oh, so that's why I think cancelled. it might be why it's been cancelled. Um, they were so bad you at it. You said you they, hated everyone in it. Yeah, I did. Because they were all stupid. Yeah, they were. Uh, they they were so bad at it that they broke the game and the, the game couldn't end the way it should end. So they had to come up with a new I'm ending. intrigued. What happened? How do you mean <laughs> I don't know if I can game. spoil it. Can it's, I spoil it? It's, it's an Australian. I'm going to spoil season two of Australian not... Traitors. If anybody wants to flick forward a minute, flick forward a minute. Um, so the end game came down to one faithful and three traitors. Right. So obviously, they just voted the faithful out. Yeah. And then the producers were like, "Well, that's not a very interesting ending. We've just got three people well, who have game. won the prize now. They split the money. Yes. Whoever designed that game never, ever, ever considered that that could happen because it can't, it shouldn't be able to happen. So they did the Golden Balls ending. They had to choose whether they were going to split or uh, share or steal the money from each other. Right. Like Golden Balls with Jasper Carrot used to do. Yeah. So three traitors left, 100 grand on the table. If 
one of them choose to steal it, they steal it. Yeah. They get all the money and no, but the other two don't get anything. If two of them choose to steal it, they share the money and the third one doesn't get anything. Yeah. If all three of them choose to steal it, nobody gets any money. Okay. All three of them chose to steal it. Really? Nobody got any money. The whole thing was pointless. <laughs> the game was completely broken. And the, even the host at the end was like, what am I going to do with all this silver now? And then it just finished. I love and it. The guy, the guy who'd been in like head traitor from the start went fucking mad. And it was very funny to watch. But I'm like, but whoever designed the concept of that, that game. That doesn't work as an end game. No. Because all three, of course you'd steal. Of course you would. Why would you there's, not? There's no. All three of them said they weren't going to. All three of them did. Yeah. It's always going to happen. The guy, the guy who'd been a traitor from the start went mad at the girl that he recruited for stealing because he's like, I, I've been here from the start. I deserve this money. You should have let me have it. And Not she's like, why the fuck would I let you have it? Yeah. <laughs> I knew I couldn't trust you. I can't trust any of you. I'm stealing it. And that's yeah. what all three of them thought. And so nobody got anything in the end. Yeah. And that is why the show got cancelled, I imagine. <laughs> because they wow. broke it. They literally broke the game. Because they were so, they only got rid of one trailer in the whole really? series. Yeah. Wow. And that was in the sec- second or third episode. Wow. They knew. They all knew from the start who one of them was. And every single banishment, they just taught themselves out of voting for them. It was Crazy. insane. I've, it was like it was like watching a social experiment of how people, collective minds, just convere together. <laughs> it was it was mental. Wow. Anyway, it's still worth watching just to see how fucking awful they were. What else have I watched? I started season two of Our Flag Means Death. Yes, the Restarby and Taika Waititi. Yeah, Second of course, it's been which is a bit annoying. Um, it's good. It's as good as the first. I've not finished it yet. I've got I think two or three left. Yeah, but. It's as good as the first. I like the first. Season. Great cast, great, yeah. great idea for a story. Two gay pirates, basically what it is, is just funny. So yeah, that's out there on the iPlayer now. So go and watch that. I watched on, I think it was Saturday. Lover Stalker Killer. This is riding high in the Netflix that's, charts. Yeah, that's why I watched it. So it's a film, documentary film. Yeah. About a stalker, and how. And it's different because the stalker in this case is a female stalking a male, which is like unusual. There's lots of stalker stuff on Netflix at the minute. There seems yeah. to be a lot of it coming out. There's another one just come out yesterday. Um, but it was quite good. It was quite interesting how there was a couple of twists in the tale and how he thought one girl was doing it and it wasn't. It was somebody else. Okay. And he basically just ruined this guy's life and ruined the lives of people around him. And then got found out at the end. It was, it was a crazy story. It's well worth watching. It's about an hour and a half. So, yeah, check that out. And I also went to the cinema on Monday. I don't know what days are. No, and who does anymore? It was an unlimited screen of a film that comes out, I believe it comes out tomorrow as we're recording, so it'll be out by now. It's called Wicked Little Letters. I'm not familiar with that. What's are you not? That? I don't it think is so. It's a new British movie starring Olivia Coleman and Timothy Spall. <laughs> and right. Jesse, sure, sure Jesse, you were very happy. Jesse Buckley. Um, it turns out my love for Olivia Coleman outweighs my hatred for Timothy oh, Spall. Fine. So... I went to see it. Uh, it's a true story. It's set in nineteen, the early 1920s. And it is about a little village called Littlehampton, which is, I think is on the south coast somewhere. Okay. And a lady in Littlehampton started receiving really poisonous, horrible letters. Right. Anonymous letters with really foul language in describing her and her life. And okay. in the 20s, this was like shocking. Sure. And she received like 19 of these letters. And she convinced herself that her next door neighbor was doing it. Okay. So she eventually gets her next door neighbor arrested. I'm not going to spoil the movie, by the way, but she eventually, her next door neighbor gets arrested, does some time in prison. And then there's all these twists and turns and it's 
fucking brilliant. It's really good. It's so funny. Just is it a comedy? It's a comedy. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a comedy drama. But Olivia Colman playing this prim and proper twenties lady, but having to read out these horrible letters. Yeah, it's just it's just funny. Cool. And Timothy, even Timothy Spall's great in it. <laughs> um, but there's there's a nice twist towards the end, and I mean you see it coming a mile off. But there's a nice twist towards the end, and I think it will do well for itself. Nice. Jesse, but all three of them, Jesse Buckley and Olivia Colman are great in it. Cool. And Timothy Spall's. Timothy Spall. Timothy Spall. <laughs> See, so, yeah, I enjoyed that, so I would rec- it's a recommend from me. Good. I think that's it. I think that's all I've watched this week. That's fine. Don't think there's anything else. No, there's not. That's it. Cool. Right. How are we doing for time? 48 minutes. We're doing all right. What's this last link I've got, Nick? I have come up with a new occasional feature. Okay, good. In which I am going to give you... Or you can give me if you decide to do it. Okay. Some facts. Right. Which related to movies or yep. streaming, which will hopefully make you go, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> right. So I've just got to react to facts. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, and, and the listen, and our, people who listen might go, oh, yeah, that is an interesting <laughs> fact. And do you know what? What? I have based this week's uh, set of facts yep. on directors nice okay because i'm going to talk to you a bit about some directors who you may not be people who you may not be aware have directed a movie okay because this week's movie sundogs is directed by someone yeah with their directorial debut yeah who wasn't aware had ever directed a movie no so that's where the inspiration for this came from as you know you're gonna i'm sure you're gonna be asking what's this feature called yes and go on then What's this feature called? Well, you know we're right up with technology. Yep. We're pioneers yep. of the podcast landscape. We are indeed. But we're into all other sorts of technologies. Yeah. So I thought, let's keep up with the latest technology and call this new occasional feature, Fact Machine. <laughs> nice. Because we're going to learn some facts. I like it. Okay. Nick, you're my facts machine. Yeah. Sure. So, it is simply that. I want to give you some actors that you you maybe didn't realise are directed movies. Okay. And you, you can maybe say if you'd be interested <laughs> in some of these movies. Because some of them definitely feel, fall into the wheelhouse of bottom of the street. Oh, really? Okay. Did you know Keanu Reeves has directed a movie? I was not aware of this. Uh, he has. He directed a movie in 2013. Okay. And has never directed another one since. Nice. Uh, he directed Man of Tai Chi. Man of Tai Chi. Yeah. Which... That sounds awful. What an awful title. <laughs> you may not be surprised to know, is a martial arts movie. Isn't uh, Tai Chi what them old people in Japan do? Yeah, Neighbours. Uh, neighbours. <laughs> the story follows a pre-naturally talented young fighter in desperate need of money. To earn some, he joins an underground fighting ring where he must take on a series of opponents. Okay. Keanu Reeves not only directed, but has a supporting role as one of the bad guys. Nice. Uh, this movie did not get a theatrical release. What a surprise. <laughs> but I, I would watch that, I think. Yeah, sounds right over your street. Did you know Arnold Schwarzenegger has directed a movie? I did not know that Arnold Schwarzenegger He directed a, a made-for-TV Christmas rom-com. What? In 1992. Really? Yeah, called Christmas in Connecticut. Okay. 
this movie starred Diane Cannon. Not familiar with her. No. Tony Curtis. What? It's the Tony Curtis. Yeah. And Chris Christopherson. <laughs> he must have played Santa. <laughs> uh, Diane Cannon starred as Elizabeth Blaine, the star of a popular TV cooking show, right. whose producer, played by Tony Curtis, got the bright idea to have her do a live episode in which she cooks a meal for a forest ranger, played by Chris Christopherson. The problem is that she can't actually cook. Oh, okay. A that's fact that she has to hide both from Chris Christopherson's character and the viewing audience. Uh, Christmas in Connecticut was a TNT cable channel exclusive Directed movie. Directed by Arnie. At the height of his yeah. fame. He's coming off Terminator 2. That's insane. I did not know that. I'm learning. I'm loving yeah. my film education. Uh, Ryan Gosling has directed one movie. Has he? Yeah. In 2014. Okay. So, he, you know, he's well overdue. Ten years. Ten years. He directed Lost River, uh, which starred Christina Hendricks. Okay. Uh, it did not get great reviews. <laughs> uh, it did debut at the Cannes Film Festival right. that year but was buried afterwards by Warner Brothers <laughs> with minimal promotion and publicity, although it does say that it had it had a limited cinematic release. Uh, Lost River uh, stars, as, as I say, Christina Hendricks, who plays a single mum desperate to get by, who ventures into a shadowy underworld of weird burlesque shows. Oh. Meanwhile, her son discovers a road leading to an underwater town. What? <laughs> That's not what I was expecting. <laughs> So sounds a bit sort of trippy and dreamy. It and, does, yeah. Yeah. I, I'd love to watch all of these yeah, so far. Just do it. Watch your long material. Uh, I have not researched where these are available. You will have to go and do that yourself. Okay. Uh, uh, we'll do one, maybe two more. Two more. I think this might be my favourite. Okay. Woody Harrelson directed a movie in 2017. I didn't know that, but I'm also not surprised by that. Yeah, that, thing. that feels... He feels like... feels like, yeah, that's, that's yeah. in his wheelhouse. I think you'll be surprised and intrigued by this movie, though. Okay. Uh, a movie called Lost in London. Right. Which you'd be unsurprised to hear was filmed in this in country. <laughs> in this movie, Woody Harrelson does not only direct it, he also stars in it. Okay. Playing Woody Harrelson. Right. He plays himself in a story inspired by true events. Right. Says the logline. Woody Harrison comes off stage from a London theatre performance and wants to get back to his hotel so he can get some rest and take his kids to visit the set of a Harry Potter movie the next day. <laughs> okay. Instead, he endures a series of events that end with him fighting with his wife, fleeing the paparazzi and getting arrested. It sounds incredible. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> the cast includes Woody Harrison, Owen Wilson, Daniel Radcliffe, and Willie Nelson. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> Willie Nelson? They also performed it live as it was being filmed in front of... Oh, really? Partly in front of the theatre audience. So, yeah, I, I'd love to find that out. Yeah, yeah definitely. Lost in London. It's a that, bit of a performance art piece. That does sound interesting. I'm going to see if I can find where it is. You keep talking. <laughs> That's fine. We'll we'll maybe do one more. Do one more. Uh, and 
just because we we mentioned him a lot and we've we've already mentioned him a couple of times on this episode. I'm not sure if you're aware that Nicolas Cage has directed one movie. I wasn't aware of that. Again, I'm not surprised, I don't think. No. 2002. So way back. I'm going to interrupt you quickly. No, that's fine. Lost in London is available for free on Amazon Prime. Brilliant. We're watching it. (laughs) It's it's the first of its kind live film event screened in selected cinemas around the world. Okay. 6.1 on IMDb. Mm -hmm. We're definitely watching that. Definitely. Uh, Yes, Nicolas Cage directed Sunny in 2002. Okay. Now, Nicolas Cage comes from... Yeah. Obviously. Again, I'm not surprised that Nicolas Cage has directed a movie. You know, legendary... Hollywood directing yeah. family, yeah. being the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola. Well, in 2002, he directed James Franco in Sonny. Okay. Uh, in which James Franco stars as Sonny, a recently dis- discharged soldier who returns to his hometown of New Orleans and to earn much needed money becomes a prostitute. <laughs> right. Following in the footsteps of his mother, played by... Brenda Bleffin. What? Uh, the reviews for Sunny were not kind. It did have a cinematic release. And would you like to guess what its US domestic box office gross was? Ooh, million? I sure he would have loved it. To be <laughs> oh, okay. It was £30,000. Uh, $30,000. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's definitely part of the stream. Uh, Nicholas Cage apparently told an interview that he was very happy with the results. Five point six on IMDb. It's not like old, old, uh, bad, bad. Yeah. So how about that? That have you is crazy. Something? I have learned something. That isn't available anywhere. Okay. And it's not even on Amazon Prime to purchase. So I I feel like your fax machine has taught me. <laughs> Some facts there. I did not know any of those films existed. There you go. And I'm definitely now going to watch one of them, at least. We we may occasionally wind up the fax machine. I'm, I'm up for that. <laughs> I'm, up for, I'm definitely up for winding up the fax machine. Right. Brilliant. I think we've done a wave. Happy yes, with it? I would say so. I'm delighted. Good. <laughs> I'm glad. So, thanks for listening. Come back on Thursday. We're going to talk to you about a movie called Sundogs. We'll see you then. Bye. Cheers. Bye.